Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to Chasing Hardware, the podcast that sits down with the sports figures you grew up with and hears their stories. Welcome to Chasing Hardware. I'm your host, Rich Lamello. My guest today was the Heisman Trophy winner in 1980 and is in the College Football Hall of Fame. He'd be the first round pick in the NFL draft the next year and would go on to rush for over 7,000 yards in just seven NFL seasons, two of which were strike-shortened. He went to three Pro Bowls and in his final game as a pro, won a Super Bowl ring with the Washington Redskins. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to Chasing Hardware, Mr. George Rogers. George, welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to this also. Um, Well, George, let's let's jump right in. You're from Duluth, Duluth, Georgia. Um, you, You went to high school at Duluth High and played for something of a legend, Cecil Morris, who I know just passed away this year. I'd love for you to tell me a little bit about growing up in Duluth, your high school experience, um, and and what it was like playing for Coach Morris. Oh, well, I can tell you what. Coach Morris, first of all, made me the the type person I was uh, when I left Duluth. Uh, I was kind of the guy that I, you know, I thought (laughs) I I was still in the Little Leagues, and Coach Morris made me grow up that day when (laughs) he told me, quit tipping through the hole, run the football. And, uh, of course, you know, he was behind me, and I can tell you what he did. But, you know, it wasn't very pretty, but he kicked me in by my behind and said, now start running football. And I was got the crying and stuff like that, and I started running over everything out there. You When you got ready to tackle me, you know you had to hit me to get me on that ground because I was crying, I was mad. And Coach Morris, at the end of the day, Coach Morris came up to me and said, son, that's how you play football. <laughs> and that, ever, ever, ever since then, that's how I, that's how I played. Rough that's and tough. And you guys started winning. You went to a state championship game in Georgia. That's a big deal, your junior year. And he when, went to the Hall of Fame, right? I had, I had a lot of people in front of me, too. Napoleon Rogers, who was the running back then, he uh, they went to the state championship, too. We didn't, we, we neither one won it, but Napoleon Rogers, who was the, one of the running backs on the on the football team, was uh, one of the better running backs I, I, I've seen. I mean, I was like, he was like my idol. I mean, I followed him like I like he was a bar of candy or something. <laughs> when I when I get when I get big, I'm gonna be just like you. I'm gonna break all your records. <laughs> fortunately, I I was you know I, Coach Mars made me grow up real soon, and I started going after his records. Interesting. And uh, just out of curiosity, Napoleon Rogers, any relation? Oh, yeah. Cousin. Okay. Gotcha. And um, so in your years at Duluth High, uh, did you play any other sports? Were you strictly football? And did you play any positions like on defense? 
Trust me, I played basketball and I ran track. They made me run track. I didn't want to, I wanted to play baseball, but they didn't say, you're not a baseball player, run track. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, they ain't even never seen me play baseball. So I'm looking at them like, I could pitch, I could throw, I could play first base. I, I, I was an, I, you know, I, I went to Duluth because I was, a, I thought I was a good athlete. But in the, at the end of the day, I turned into one. I guarantee you that. I was, you know, I was a pretty good athlete. But I had to get I had to get my grades together. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't the smartest person on on the team. I can tell you that right now. And I had to work real hard to get my 2.0 to get in college. I worked real hard, and I had a lot of a lot of the coaches and a lot of the teachers helping me to get there. And boy, I got in with a 2016. <laughs> <laughs> to make it through, man, I was. Ooh, we was counting, you know, with counting the grades up and seeing where we go. It's gonna be really close, <laughs> and it was too, man. I was jumping up for joy when I <laughs> got the two I was like, "Woo!" Uh, that's that's why one six. Can you believe that? Wow, I was really close. <laughs> really did what you had to do. I did. I, I really did. I, you know, it made me a a better person to know uh, exactly what I was getting into, and then when I got to college. You know, I, I went to another program that they, they had at, at in college that was, oh man, I was I was just enjoyed it. I was I was in my I was in my classroom every single day. Didn't miss nothing. And 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 just had so much praise for the teachers, the uh, the professors that I that I was with. They were they was nice people and they 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 make me do the things that I had to do. Yeah. And and um, and you, obviously you ended up at University of South Carolina. W what other schools were you considering? I mean, as a Duluth, Georgia guy, were you looking at the Bulldogs? Oh, I was I was thinking about Tennessee. My aunt worked for work. You know, she was a maid, and she worked for a lady that was a Tennessee fan. And and I was my my aunt was trying to get me to go to Tennessee, and I was and, and I tell you the reason why I went to the University of South Carolina. They had two. Two good running backs. They had Kevin Long and Clarence Williams, who's one of the who one and two of the best running backs Carolina ever had, and they were graduating the same time. And coach, uh, coach, uh, my coach told me that said, "Son, if you come to South Carolina, you'll be starting your freshman year." And I was looking him right in the eyes, and he didn't blink. I told my mom and him, "I'm going to South Carolina." <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, you're not. <laughs> it was so it was so funny. You would been you would been about to cry if you heard me. I go, oh, I'm going to South Carolina. They got two running backs leaving at the same time. And the coach told me, he said, son, you're gonna play, you can start your freshman year. And I didn't, you know, I I, I wanted to play. I didn't care if it was my freshman, sophomore, junior. I I, I wanted to play. And it came down to that. <laughs> and I played. I started yeah. my yeah. Yeah. You, 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 so your freshman year, you go to South Carolina, you guys are, um, you're five and seven. The coach is Jim Carlin. Yes. Um, you, you, you do, you rush for over 600 yards as a freshman. You become like the starter, what, probably about halfway through the season? Yeah, about halfway through the season. They let everybody play. He let everybody play in the beginning. Then he started cutting, cutting throats as we went along. And then I, then I kept going, kept playing. And then, we, me and, me and Johnny Wright, it was George Left and Johnny Wright. That was his name, you know, and uh, 
we took over for him that. And then, you know, Johnny Wright got his knee hurt and went out for a little while. And then we changed the, the position. We went to the eye formation instead of the veer. Mm-hmm. And I went to tailback. And, and then Johnny had lost a step. That's what they say anyway. They lose a step when you hurt your leg and stuff. They lose a step. And it, Coach Carlin wanted Johnny to play, but it, we, we ain't going to play the veer no more. We're going to play we're gonna play out of the eye. And they were pitching the ball to me all the time. And Johnny, Johnny didn't want to go out on them blocks too many times. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's got, you know, and I, you know, I was kind of envy. I told him, I, he asked, Coach Carlin asked me, he said, son, what position you want to play? I said, Coach, I play anywhere you, I play anywhere you want me to play. I, I put me anywhere. It don't, it don't matter when, it don't matter when I get the ball or if I get the ball, you know, uh, I, I just want to play. And, yeah. and uh, he decided that, hey, George, you're the starting, you're the starting tailback and I'm the head coach and Johnny going to play where I want him to play or he ain't going to play at all. So that was the decision right there. Yeah. And, and you, your quarterback, your freshman year, your quarterback was a senior named Ron Bass. Ron Bass. Sunshine. Who anybody who saw the movie, remember the Titans is going to remember that he was the quarterback in remember the Titans. That's right. That Ron Bass was the. I tell you what, he was a, he was a genuine guy though. He was a genuine guy, and he, and he and he he made sure that I knew everything that I needed to know as a freshman, and I looked up to him. I mean, he was he's he's he yeah, he was a great guy to me. I mean, I yeah. I didn't know very much, but I knew I knew who the seniors were. <laughs> I tell you that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I look his stats were great. I mean, he was he was a hell of a quarterback. He he had some yeah, serious rushing numbers. And he hurt his knee a couple of times, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. I banged up a couple of times. Yeah, but he 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 was a, he was a heck of a quarterback, though. That's that's amazing. Uh, I'm assuming that I mean, obviously, the movie only came out like in the last ten or twelve years. But was there ever any talk about you know kind of his high school experience, or was that not something that was discussed? We actually, I didn't, I didn't actually talk about you know when they was when the day was older than I was a senior. We was I really didn't hang around them. You know, they was kind of. You know, you you you're too young. Get get back. Get get back. You ain't you ain't supposed to be listening to none of this. And they was our older guys, so we we hung out with each other. Like I hung out with Johnny Wright and and the guys that came in with me. Right, right. And then and so then your sophomore year, you guys are 500. You rush for over a thousand yards, which is a big deal uh, as a as a sophomore. Um, still splitting time. Um, you guys beat Georgia. That's always fun. And one of your safeties is Mark D'Antonio, who goes on to coach Michigan State. Uh, oh. tell, tell me a little bit about that season. Well, well, you know, we we were we were we we were we were fired up. You know, we, Coach Coach Carl can fire and fire us up, but it had to be us. We we had to go out there and play the game, and we just got fired up. And something I don't forgot. He he, I'll tell you what he did. He came in there and he said, "I'll tell y'all what." If y'all go out there and whoop their ass, I go over there and whoop that coach ass. Now, nah, oh man, it, we, they blew up. I mean, it was like, oh yeah, it is on now. <laughs> and then we went out there, and that's what we did. That's, that's when we went to. Uh, we played. Uh, who was that? We played. I'm trying to remember. Uh, uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. We beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame. Yeah, they had that hundred and ten thousand or whatever they say they had that big old circle round re, uh, stadium they had. Man, we went up there and 
we 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 put some fire on them, man. We did. Coach Carla yeah. got tied up, and we we that was our first. That was, that was the first time, you know, as a young guy, I really felt real good about playing football. I was like, oh yeah, it's on. Nah, it's on. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys had some. You guys had some because at that time, South Carolina, you had been in the ACC, but at this point, you're an independent. This is before you're in the SEC, so you guys yeah. are playing an independent schedule. So you're all over the place. You're playing Furman and Notre Dame and everything in between. Georgia Tech, <laughs> Georgia Tech, bunch. I mean, of, yeah, I'm, we're playing Georgia. I mean, we, we're playing people that you know that. We we we're giving them we giving them all they want. I know that. I, I can guarantee you that. Some games, you know, we we didn't we didn't have to play very hard, but you know, but most of them back then was were hard games. Yeah. I mean, you you guys went up to Michigan and won a game in the big house when they were in the top 10. Oh yeah, they 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 tried they try to intimidate us. They can't, you know, like they there's we had to go out there first, and then Coach Collins said, We ain't going out there first. You tell them to come out there first. And then we, then they said, we're not going out first. Y'all go out first. We're at home. And uh, when we start going out, guess what they did? They ran through us. They ran through us and came. Yeah, they came. Yeah. We said, all right, buddy. When you wait till you get on that damn field, then we go show y'all something. And we did. We showed them. We came out of that with a 13 to 10 win. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like, like a great game. It was a great game. A lot uh, of fun. And and your your uh, your junior year now you guys are you're you're eight and four you're in the top twenty uh, you rush for almost seventeen hundred yards and you're named all American um, you guys play Mizzou and James Wilder in the Hall of Fame Bowl um, what what was it like becoming an All American I mean did you see that coming when you were coming out of high school not at all I, I mean I, I just like the game of football and I had a lot of other things I had to work on to get get in my to get myself in position to even play football because there's a lot of school learning that I skills that I had to get. And uh, I'm, I was very sorry when I, when I got here that all that, that I had to find out that part of, part of playing football is going to school too. And I had to learn that as I, as I came along, you know, I got, I got better and better. And then I, you know, I knew what the, I started figuring it out and gotten, gotten better and better. And then at, you know, toward my, junior and senior year hey this is what i was supposed to do and then you know of course i i went back and got my degree by the way i had to go back a couple of years and and uh and and, and work on it and got it and got and got my grades until i got my degree and uh i was just so proud of that because that's what my mama said she said i want you to get that degree and yeah. i got it. that's awesome yeah. And and that year also you're all American and you know anybody who you know pays attention to college football knows the rivalry between South Carolina and Clemson, and you guys oh. go down and beat Clemson that year also. Oh, what man. was that like? But you talking about somebody was jumping up for joy. We hadn't beat them damn time. Remember, we hadn't beat them my sophomore year, my 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 freshman year, my sophomore year, and then my junior year. Oh man, what you talking about? That was so much fun, though, man. Just to know we beat them at least one time. Right. I mean, that, that taste in your mouth, and I just, I just knew we were gonna beat them my senior year. I just, I just knew for some reason. I just knew, and they beat the crap out of us. <laughs> <laughs> just it beat us like, like, like they, like we. It's like we were not there on the field. 
Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you can't win them all, right? <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. So then, so then it's your senior year. You're, you're a returning All American. This is back when, you know, everybody stayed for four years. So going early was not, you know, really not much of an option. Yeah. And you guys go eight and four again. And again, you're playing a pretty ramped up schedule. You guys, you go out to USC, the other USC, Southern California. <laughs> real, you can say that. <laughs> and they've got Marcus Allen, who would win the Heisman the next year. Yeah. Um, then, and you, you guys lose, but it's a close game. And they're competing for the national title that year. Then you, you play Georgia in an epic game. They they would win the national title that year. They've got a freshman named Herschel Walker. Herschel and, oh man! But I thought we should beat them that game too. That I think was that close. Herschel got that once we came off the field and Herschel got that ball on him uh, again. Herschel was running up and down that field on us. I mean, he was an amazing running back. He was. Yeah, I mean that, that game's got to go down. So so uh, you guys lose thirteen ten. They go on to win the Heisman. I'm sorry. They go on to win the national championship. You go on to win the Heisman. Herschel finishes third. Um, I mean, that's got to be one of the best head-to-head running back matchups he, of all time. Uh, he could very easily won the Heisman Trophy because that's how good he was. He was that good. As yeah. a yes, he was that good. Believe me, I know. I was sitting up there watching him. <laughs> I was like, "Whoa." They can't stop him for nothing. What is he doing to him? <laughs> it was kind of breathtaking because I thought I thought our defense was pretty good too at that time. You yeah. know, we had some football players out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and uh and 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 that's the year you guys go up and beat Michigan too. You you lose like you said, you lose to Clemson, then you play Pitt. And it's this is an interesting one because in that Heisman race, you finish first, Herschel finishes third, Hugh Green finishes second. So you're playing that pit team. They've got Dan Marino at quarterback. He's, I think, a sophomore. And a guy who you would go on and play in the pros with, Ricky Jackson, is the other linebacker along with Hugh Green. Tell me about that pit team. Oh, man. You know what? You know how I many people? Pitt had about, let me see. Pitt had about eight or nine people to get drafted. You know how many we had? Two. Me and Willie Scott. That Tight was end, it. right? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. And they, they, had, they had legit players, Ricky Jackson, Hugh Green, um, a couple of more of them at, 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 uh, with the Redskins that played oh. a, a lineman. They were linemen. Mark they May. Were, yeah, that's right, Mark May. You, you, you know more than I do. I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah, Mark May and, um, what was my real my real good one name? I can't even remember his name. He he, he had a he, you know me and him both we dipped. You know I used to dip a long time ago, and I tell you what I I'll get <laughs> I get his dip and I put a lot of it. He said, "Kylie George, you're trying to eat the whole can." <laughs> <laughs> well, you know you give me a little something. You give me a little bit of it. <laughs> but it was it was funny because you know, they didn't they didn't want to give me no. None of they dip or nothing. They didn't want to do nothing for me, but you run the football, we'll do the rest. <laughs> right. That's the beauty of the hogs, right? <laughs> yeah, two of them hogs. The hogs were good. Now they were they were good. Russ Grimm. That's who I was gonna say. Russ Grimm. Russ Grimm. See, all, all them guys played for Pitt. That's amazing. 
So, and so, so the season ends, so you guys, you, you play the game, well, you lose to Pitt, but you know, for the Heisman, were you like, at what point did you kind of think to yourself, Oh my God, I might win this trophy. Was that like halfway through the season or that day? Never, never, never crossed my mind. Mm. Never crossed my mind. Matter of fact, Coach Garland told me that I had to go to New York for some, some, uh, yeah. so I didn't tell me why, but just told me that, you know, just be ready to go to, go to, uh, New York, and uh, they got a presentation for you. Didn't tell me what it was or nothing. I didn't know. I was, I was just, I was just doing what he telling me to do. And by the time I got there, they told me uh, you won the Heisman Trophy. That's pretty cool. Heisman Trophy? What is what is the Heisman Trophy? I, I didn't know what it was. I mean, you know. And then they showed me what it was, and I was like, what? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> And I called my mom. My mom was so proud. She was, she was excited. And uh, she, of course, I wanted her to go with me to kind of share the, the feeling of somebody's doing something in our family. And, you know, of course, I did more than I wanted to do at the end of the thing. But anyway, to make a long story short, I was proud. My mom was proud of me for, for, for being a, a somewhat athlete to, to get that award. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, that's really cool. Um, you know, what, what are there probably at this point, 80 or 85 ever? <laughs> it's amazing. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and so, and, and, and so you, you end up your career at South Carolina, uh, with over 5,000 yards rushing, you're the leading all-time rusher in school history. Uh, the 81 draft comes around and you're going to be the number one overall pick. And, you know, just your luck, the new Orleans saints had gone one in 15 the year before, and so, <laughs> so they're, you're going to be their, their pick. Uh, what were you, you know, what was kind of going through your mind? You know, what was going, you know, going through the draft process? I, you know, I was liking it because Earl Campbell was like an idol. Uh, I idolized him. I mean, Earl Campbell, I want to be just like Earl Campbell. And woe and behold, bum try to run me like I was Earl Campbell. Yeah. So it's interesting. So, so the Saints, who at that point have been in existence for like 13 or 14 years, have never had a winning record. It, it's been, you know, a rough run for them. Um, they bring in Bum Phillips, who's just had success with the Oilers, with Earl Campbell, Dan Pastorini, you know, Kenny Burrow, guys like that. He comes in and he basically, he's got you, right? The reigning Heisman Trophy winner. And, and basically we're going to run and run and run. Um, and, so I want to ask you about Bum Phillips, and I'll start off by saying a quote. I remember him him issuing, you know, 30 or 40 years ago. I guess you come in for you guys have to run the mile and a half for time, and your time is not that good. I and know he, exactly what to say too. <laughs> his time was so bad. Yeah, okay. Well, you know, it says to the you know, the press says, ah, you know, we heard that his time wasn't that good in the mile and a half. Well, if it's third in a mile and a half, we won't give him the ball then. <laughs> He was, he, you know, he was always on his teammates, on his players' uh, agenda. He always, you know, had good things to say about people. And uh, that's why I like playing for him. I, I mean, I gave him all I had, you know, when I was there. I didn't I didn't try to go no, do no shortcuts and nothing like that. And when he called my number, I, I tried to make sure that I was there to, to make sure we try to win. Yeah. And, and but it's, you know, it's funny, like, kind of going, looking, look at some of those teams, it had to have been frustrating because on the one hand, 
you know, you're, you're going to a one in 15 team. So, right. So there's no place to go, but up and, and your first year, you're four and 12, a little bit of an improvement. You're the rookie of the year. You lead the league in rushing with almost 1700 yards. Um, West Chandler is the star receiver and four games into the season, he gets traded to San Diego where he puts up crazy numbers. And um, Tony Galbraith, had been a really good receiving running back, you know, coming out of the backfield, but he is traded before the season. So it's like anybody who, you know, is a, a ball catcher is gone. Like this is, it's all going to be about running, um, which on the one hand as a running back is probably great news, but you're thinking, God, it'd be great to have somebody, you know, to keep them honest a little bit. What, what, what was the, you know, kind of the conversation around the team as all the receivers were kind of gone. Well, I, I didn't like that we're going to be running the ball all the time. I can tell you that. I mean, I, I, whatever I had to do, I, I had to do it. But uh, don't don't think that I was one bit uh, 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 going to say uh, what, what I'm what I'm going to have to do. I mean, hey, I, I can't run if, if the line don't block. I can't run. And I I ain't going to go anywhere. I was just surprised to see so many of them gone, and I started asking, you know. Uh, if I'm going to be in the lead a little bit long, longer, I'm going to have to go out and do another team because I ain't going to keep getting killed up there with the Washington, I mean, with the uh, New Orleans Saints. And we ain't going nowhere. We, yeah. we getting, well, we got, we, we got even close one time to making the playoffs and didn't make it. And then, uh, of course, you know, I started whining when he went and got Earl Campbell and said, well, you know, uh, if I, I, if he wants me to take a second seat, I ain't going to take, I ain't, I, I don't want to do it. And then they traded me to the Washington Redskins. So that's what happened. Yeah. Well, and 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 tell me about um on that Saints team. So Archie Manning has been the face of the franchise. Um, sure. you know, all through the 70s, you know, obviously a, a star from Ole Miss. So he's, you know, also kind of the face of Southern football, you could argue. Um, and he's in his 12th year. What what was playing with Archie like? Oh, he I mean, he knew he knew the best play. He knew everything about the offense. He he knew the best running play, uh, what's going to work. What's gonna, he, he knew when I was in the game, it's going to be running. And he called every play at the line of scrimmage. <laughs> we had we had a password. You had to know what the password was to know he's changing the play. And I knew I, I knew that more than anybody on the football team. I, I know we're running. He'll, he'll say we're running. And then he'll tell you, he'll, he'll get on the line of scrimmage and call out the play. And that's the play we'll run. Yeah. What, that simple. Okay. Yeah, interesting. And, <laughs> and on that team is Ricky Jackson, who you were, you, you came in, you know, in the draft with from Pitt. Tell me about him. I mean, he, you know, obviously becomes a star in his own. Oh. Him and I are still good friends today. He, I have a golf tournament every year you know, for charity, and he has a golf tournament every year. I go to his, and he comes to mine. That's cool. When, oh, you're green. Uh, I get to see him at Ricky's golf tournament all the time. We're all good friends. We, we all are good friends. Uh, I, matter of fact, I, I think I got more friends at Pitt than I do at South Carolina. <laughs> 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 they love hitting them some George Rogers now. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, great guy that that's cool um and 
you're, you're, let me ask you one question at the end of that year, which obviously for you, it's gotta be frustrating because you're four and 12 and you're used to winning from your South Carolina days. But at the end of the year, your saints go into Houston and play bums old team, the Oilers, and you win the game. Was that, how big a deal was that for bum? Did you feel it? Oh, you couldn't tell him. You couldn't tell him that he waved everybody. Everybody in the stands was was very good friends with Bum Phillips. They loved Bum Phillips. I mean, and 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 rightly so because we went up there and, and played our hearts out because we wanted to beat them for Bum Phillips. Bum Phillips was a heck of a coach, and if you you couldn't help but to like him. He's a country guy, and he's a tobacco chewing guy, and he would spit that tobacco on anybody or everything, and. He just was a great guy, and I, I I don't have anything bad to say about Bum Phillips. And he had a son that knew about defense and that played real good for 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 us too. So Bum Phillips is the best. He was one of the best, and uh, and 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 could have been a comedian too because he's he's very funny. He's <laughs> he used to keep us he used to keep us laughing and keep us you know about one another or about something else. It was you know he's just a great guy. Yeah. Yeah, his son Wade was the defensive coordinator and and ultimately replaced him as an interim and, and then has coached for the last 30 years in the NFL. Wade was a great guy, too. I, I mean, I, I actually liked him. And So then the next year, 82, is a strike year, uh, which is weird, right? It's only nine games. And you guys, uh, you're four and five, and you lose on a tiebreaker to go to the playoffs. So you come close. Kenny Stabler is brought in from the Oilers. I mean, everybody remembers him as a Raider, but he was with the Oilers. Oh, he comes in. We could, you know, I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to see him myself. And here's another guy that got could throw the football somewhat uh, when he came, and he was calling running plays from the line of scrimmage. I was feel like I was getting killed again. <laughs> too. Calling the play at the line of scrimmage, and I, I, I was running the ball for my life. Yeah. And, it didn't, but you know, I I enjoyed it. Do I? If anybody say they don't want to run the ball, then you're running back. Then you ain't got no business being out there. That's what you're out there for. You're supposed to run the ball, running right. back, running the football. Right. And I, please believe me, I got my share. Ken Stabler, they have Ken Stabler calling my number all the time. Ken Stabler and 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 um, what's what, what was the what was the rescuing quarterback name? Joe Joe Thiesman. Joe Thiesman. It was, it was another one that played when Joe Thomas did play. What was his name? Jay they Schrader. Called, what was his name? Jay Schrader. Jay Schrader. That's exactly what I could I couldn't think of his name for nothing. <laughs> Jay Schrader. And he, used to, he, he used to think I was slow. And so he had to tell me to play two or three times. I said, what, 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 what's, the, what's the snap count on? He'll tell me to play and tell me the snap count. And then I get to the last screen. What is his own? And then he'll put one. Or two fingers in the back of you. Yeah, tell me what the snap counts on. <laughs> this guy right here is good. And I, and I never did. I never did. You know, got went off the wrong way. And then, and then one time we was in practice, and I went on. I went on. I went, and then they. He told me. Coach told me. Say, go on in motion. Go, go on in motion when you do that. Go on in motion, and then go down the side, you know, go up there and then go down the sideline, you know, like you're going, like you're going on, like you're going to break out for a pass or something. Don't just, don't, don't just stop, you know, in the middle of, of you getting offside. Make it seem like you're in motion. Right. Because wasn't nobody, wasn't nobody in motion that, that on 
this particular time. Remember that receiver used to be in motion, but not this particular time. So I just kept on going and they were like, oh, he did learn something. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. I ain't, it really was. You, you'd have been, you'd have been laughing. And everybody, everybody on the whole football team said, what? <laughs> I was like a, a statue of liberty back there. I knew when I was in when I was in the game, you knew I was gonna run the football. You knew right. it. Automatically. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. I, I guess it's a tell. Um, well, and it, and it hadn't been frustrating because not only do you guys in New Orleans, uh, you know, in those first couple of years, you know, you trade Wes Chandler, you trade Tony Galbraith, even Henry Childs, the tight end. And you're getting yeah. all these draft picks, but the draft picks are not working out. You know, the, the way no, you build the draft. None. <laughs> I mean, not. Got a couple of linemen a few times and then. Not even that worked out. And then, you know, we had a couple of guys that was blocking at fullback and that wasn't working out. And, you know, you just had to have, you had to have a passer. And, that, and that's one thing that we, we was trying to, we was fighting to try to get, you know, to, to see who was going to be the quarterback. And we never did get a chance to, to really get a, a, a study. We got some good quarterbacks, but nobody, nobody that was, you know, overexciting. But right. it didn't work out, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I I I say why it didn't, but I know one thing that didn't stop them from giving me the ball. <laughs> Whatever they paid me, I got paid because I earned it. I didn't. It wasn't for nothing. I got mine. I I got I got hit for all them. Yeah, <laughs> all them licks. Well, and and yeah, by your third year, you guys are a five hundred team. You're eight and eight. And you are just running the ball. All the, in fact, I look, your four years in New Orleans, you, there was not one receiver or tight end in any of those four years who even had 600 yards receiving. I mean, that, that's almost impossible to do. So guess what we was doing? We were running, running the football. <laughs> we were running the football. And, hey, and you, could, you, could, you could tell we were running the football because I was always in the uh, – what room that what that what room that hood the, the hurt room? I was always in the hurting room. You know, like <laughs> when you getting your ankles taped and all that. I yeah, was the always trainer. Yeah. They were always patching me up somewhere. I guarantee you that. Oh, I'm I'm sure. And and yeah. and you've so you've got you've got stabler quarterback. It, it comes that season comes down to the last game of the year. And this is I I couldn't believe it when I read this. Last game of the year, you're playing San Francisco. You know, they've already won a Super Bowl with Montana. If you win, you're in. Your defense, they score 23 points, not offensively. Two interception returns, a punt return, and a safety. Their only offensive points are a last-second field goal to beat you guys, and you, you don't make the playoffs. How frustrating was that? I was sick. <laughs> I was sick. I really was, man. Uh, we 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 just knew, we just knew we was gonna beat them, man. And it came down to them kicking that field goal, man. Yeah, I, I, I was hurt. I, I really was. I mean, I, I knew I gave my all, though. I, you know, I gave my all. And yeah. what, I wasn't running. I was running. I was running hard every time I got that football that day. Yeah, and and on the season, you know, once again, twelve hundred yards. Basically, you ran for a thousand yards every single year except for the two strike years. 
and 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 the, the year that we're about to talk about, 84, where you ran for over 900. And oh, by the way, there were like five running backs, you know, in your backfield. Um, so, <laughs> so, so 84 comes around. You guys had just missed the playoffs. Bum brings in Earl Campbell a couple weeks into the season. And oh, by the way, he's using the fullbacks a lot too. Wayne Wilson and Hokey Gajon are also picking up. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought their names up. But those guys, those guys was the real running back. Because they was in the game. They were blocking their butts off. Every, uh, for me and Earl. For me and Earl Campbell. And I started, I got I got where I was like, well, there ain't enough room in this backfield for, for, for the two of us. You know, it got it got well, you know, hey, I was, you know, I ain't I ain't I ain't saying I was better than Earl Campbell, but at that time I thought I was the best running back. But you know, now Errol, Errol, Errol ain't got nothing to be, I mean, I ain't got nothing to be ashamed about because Earl Campbell, hey, I was a, he's a heck of a running back now. Hey, oh, yeah. if I go down to anybody, I would like to go down to him anyway. But you know, I the uh Bomb said, you know, we'll find him somewhere else to go. And he was talking about me. And I was like, okay, then get me, find me somewhere. And they say, George, you, they say you getting traded to uh the Washington Redskins. I was like, they, they got they got they had um they had what was they running back? They had a running back too. John Riggins. John Riggins, yeah. They had, they had John Riggins. And I was like, oh Lord, here we go again. And John Riggins, I you know, they showed me what they did. They had the they had what they call the the Riggo drill. Where John Riggins would run the ball six or seven times in a row for go for about 40 yards and always run out, run out, run and come all the way back, run it again, come on back, run it again, come on back, run it again, <laughs> come on back. And they would get me, you know, where I had to do the ball like that too. Now you're talking about tie. Now this is no joke. I'm run, I'm running, I'm running full speed, like just doing the same thing John's doing. And I'm trying, and I'm coming back to the hole. And you know, after about the three or four of them, I'm starting to I'm starting to try to get my breath. I'm like, hey, y'all gotta hold this thing up, boy. I, can't, I, can't. I ain't got it like John got it. But then I had to run more after practice though. When I did that, I said. You got this, and you got to run more after practice because you got to get in shape. You ain't in shape, and everybody telling me I ain't in shape. I'm looking at them like, "See, <laughs> I don't know what John taking, but he must be pretty damn good because I, I need to get me some of that because <laughs> I ain't gonna be able to make it. This, I ain't gonna be making it like this. And then I got better and better as you know as time went on. You know, I got used to it, and then I started running, started doing what John was doing. Run five or six plays, catch your breath. Five or six plays, catch your breath. And, you know, that's how I was doing it. And that's how you had to be, too. You know, at, at, at game time, you had to be like that, be ready to go. Yeah. And I was ready to go, too. I was ready to go. So, so it's interesting. So that 84 season, you're in the backfield. We talked about the fullbacks, Gajon and Wayne Wilson. Um, and so it's you and Earl Campbell, who, by the way, it's not like you guys, you know, you're both big backs and then you go to Washington and again, you're paired with a big back. I mean, it's not like it's a change of pace scat back type guy. I mean, it's like, it's just interesting. What, what was it like when you, when you went to Washington, what was it like with you and Riggins, you know, cause he's probably looking at you the way you looked at Earl coming in. I was right on his ass. I'm gonna tell you that right now, right behind him. 
If he got tired, he better watch out because I get in the game, I'm trying to bust it wide open. I'm trying to get down there to that goal line. And then, you know, he'll, he'll get out and give him a blow. And then when he come out the game, mm, he, he, we didn't miss no beat. I was coming in. I was coming in to play. And yeah. then when I, I got some runs in, I got, you know, five and ten, you know, five, four, five, six, seven, you know, about, about three or four carries in a row. Oh, I was getting loose down there. And they said, John, get back in there. <laughs> just, just pull me back out. And then I he get tired again. I just stand up there, hurry up and wait. And then if he got tired again, or if he got tired, usually he'll go ahead and break it or, or take it in the end zone or somewhere. I said, you better take it in the end zone because that's what I'm going to be doing. But John Riggins was a hell of a fine running back. He taught me a lot of stuff too. Him yeah. and Earl Campbell taught me a little bit about running football. Yeah, and and so that first year, you're you know you're there. You rush for over a thousand yards with Washington, and that was that was Riggins last year, right? I think he. Yes, it. Yes, okay. it was. And because then I started, I started, you know, playing first team, and I, and I really didn't get to really play first team because they had uh, uh, another running back came down there. I forgot from North Carolina. Yeah, Kevin the real run, what, Kevin, Kevin Bryant. Yeah, Kevin, exactly who it was. Now you talking about somebody who can run. Now he can run. <laughs> he had more speed than than not than I needed. I mean, I needed his speed. And I was like, I was like he was when I when I first came in. I could run, but then toward the end of my career, I, I wasn't very fast. I think I, if I ran a, if I ran a four six, it was it was on a good day, <laughs> a good day, and uh, I wasn't very fast, but I was. I was very tough though, and I was, and it was, it was, I wasn't an easy tackle either. I wasn't an easy tackle, so I, you know, I over a person, or I can go by, you know, stiff arm him and get by him, you know, stuff like that. But I wasn't very fast. Yeah, and 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 aside from that first year with Washington, aside from you and Riggins, you also had uh, Archie Griffin's younger brother. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah, he, Keith Griffin, John, and me. Hey, hey, after that, ain't no more. <laughs> ain't no more. Ain't no more. Nobody called John. John gonna take half of himself, and then a the little two or three that I'm gonna get. Hey, ain't no more after me. <laughs> <laughs> he was a great football player, though. He was a little running back. Yeah. Uh, what what was the say his name was? Keith Griffin. Keith Griffin. Keith Griffin. Archie Griffin's brother. Yeah. 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 And he, you know, I was looking. He rushed for almost 500 yards. I mean, he, he, he picked yeah. up some reps. That was on standby. He was <laughs> on standby. Let me go. He might have should have been playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what what was it like? What was it like having Theismann at quarterback? Oh man, he 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 was the director of everything. He told you exactly what it was, the play was, and everything. Break. I mean, you break it on, on his break. Certain, 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 certain on one. Break. I mean, it was just like that. He he already was he 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 knew he knew the offense in and out. And sure. yeah. You know, when and, you got Art Monk and Clark and some of those good football players like that, hey. What what else you what else you need? What else you want? Yes. Well, that, and that's, Monk, that's go ahead. Art Monk was one of the best, uh, 
wide receivers I ever been around, ever. And 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 Gary Clark was too. Yeah. Well, it was, and it's kind of for the first time in your career where, I mean, you could almost go back to you know college as well as your your Saints years, where all of a sudden not only do you guys have a great running game, great line, great running backs, you also have great receivers. I mean, these guys are picking up you know a thousand yards oh. each. Name receivers, yeah, not like at 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 at, uh, at the uh, with the Saints. We didn't have no name receiver. We didn't have a name receiver, but we, you know they start developing, you know, back then. But we, what they were developing, blocking skills, because that's all we did. We run, we ran, we ran, we ran up and down the field, ran up and down the field. Yeah, and and then when we needed a, a throwing play, we we'll, a bounce in every now and then, but not not. Not mostly because it was third and maybe two or three or, or something like that. So we're gonna run. I mean, I can name the ball several times. We we didn't never throw a pass. We ran. Yeah, but, yeah. It's amazing. We, it's amazing when all of a sudden you have great receivers that keeps the defense honest. All of a sudden things open up for you. It makes it a little <laughs> bit easier. And tell tell me about. I mean, we, we all talk about the. I mean, everybody for good reason talks about the Hogs on the offensive line, and I certainly want to hear about them. But I also want to hear your take on the D line: Dexter Manley, Charles Mann, Daryl Grant. Oh, Bucks. They, I mean, you you name three of them. Can't nobody say nothing about neither one of those guys. Dexter Manley, uh, uh, Hugh. I mean, uh, Daryl Green. And what was the other guy, Charles, uh, whatever his name was? Charles Mann. Charles, uh, Charles Mann. And exactly what he was, a man. <laughs> yeah, he was. Those guys, and, and Dexter Manley was uh, was a good, good, good. I mean, Dexter Manley had a waist like mine and, 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 and six, four, six, five, and could run, could get, could get by that tackle like he wasn't even there. I mean, and, and Dexter Manley, I mean, uh, not Dexter, but the other one. The other one was the same way. Bill, Charles Mann. Charles, yes, he was cut up like a, like a, like he was Superman. Oh, I'm sure. And, and uh, tell, tell me about, um, tell me about running behind the, the hogs. What, what it was like running behind those guys. You don't get, you don't, you don't, you don't get hit till you get down about five, six yards downfield. You don't get hit. You don't even get hit. You're running through the line. The linebackers going to miss you because they getting blocked. <laughs> the they trap the linebacker up in there, and I run right outside of them. Uh, you too late, buddy. You 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 ain't you, you ain't gonna make no play. I was I was trying to run over defense backs, and some of them like Ronnie Lott and Dennis Smith. You wasn't gonna hit too many of them. Now I ain't get away with it. But you know, I played against some good ones, and I played against some ones that was spectacular and. You know, I, I, I try to I try to take, hold my end of the bargain. If you get me past that line of scrimmage, I'm gonna do my little share. And then if I didn't, then it's my fault. Right. Yeah. And and that that first year in Washington, um, and you've got to be thrilled because even though that first year you guys don't make the playoffs, you're ten and six, right? So a winning team, you know, we're right there, right, right you there. there. And um obviously, and I have to ask the question, one horrific moment, right? Theismann breaks his leg on Monday night football. Um, you, you, I looked at the play. I think Riggins was on the field for the play, but did you guys have a sense on the sidelines, like what had happened immediately, or did it take a little while to figure it out? It, it, took, a little, it took a little while, but the quarterback was ready. The quarterback was already ready. He, 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 
he he knew what was happening, but he knew the 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 uh, the game. He knew what he he, he was ready to play. Jay Schrader. Jay Schrader was ready to play. Yes. Because yeah. he had been, you know, he had the first team and 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 playing with the first string, first team when we're in practice and taking them down the field and ain't missing a beat. And so then, so then the next year, so with Schrader at quarterback, you guys in '86, you're 12 and four. Uh, you go into the playoffs. You beat the Rams. You beat the Red, uh, the uh, Bears, who are the defending Super Bowl champs. That 85, 15 and one team. You guys beat them um, that next year. What was what was it like? You know, I mean, obviously you're playing. You know, pro football teams every week. They're all paid to play. But that Bears team in particular, what was that team like to go up against? Oh well, you know, hey, we knew it was going to be a game when we got there. We we yeah. that's the way. Uh, that's the way coach. That's the way uh, coach had us going. Had our mindset is that we're going in to, to try to win. We're not going in to try to set a tone, but we go, we're going here to win. We're going up here to try to win. We're not going up here to to try to play around with them. We're going up here to win. Yeah, and yeah. and and those those um like when I when I think of those Bears teams, I mean obviously the defense front to back is 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 amazing, but those linebackers, Singletary, Wilbur Marshall. Oh, uh, Otis Wilson. What, what were those guys like? Oh man, you didn't know. You, you know, you know that's that's uh, what you said. They was the linebacker. Uh, I tell you, it was say it again. What he said his name? Well, Singletary, Wilbur Marshall, and Otis Wilson. Mike, Mike Singletary. Yeah, I, I me and him had some. Me and him had some good ones in the hole. We had some real good ones. I show him one time. He showed me. I show him and he'll show me. We will, oh yeah, it's on. I said, yeah, it's on. Then come bring it on, bring it on. Oh, we will be hollering at each other. Boy. He's like, yeah, but you just bring it then. I'm, I'm here. I ain't going nowhere. And he'd be saying the same thing. That's awesome. But, it's, yeah, it's be, it's be home, man. It'd be that football, that football field. You be out there like, you know, you, you like, no, nah, it ain't happening like that. <laughs> they be telling you, you be telling them. It'd be almost like a fight. I ain't kidding. It'd be almost like a fight yeah. <laughs> every time, especially That's for the running back and linebacker. You know, they always think they, you know, they think they got the, you know, because you know, a lot of times linebackers they getting hit. They get the, you know, they, the lineman can't get to them. I said, I, I, it's all right. I, I, I wipe up what you got. You don't worry about it. you missing. He got to get me. I ain't got to get him, but he got to get me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we, and. We air it out sometimes. Oh, I'm sure. Well, and that year, you I mean, this is amazing. You rushed for 1,200 yards. You rushed for 18 touchdowns. That's one of the most prolific years a, a running back's ever had. Well, I, you know what? When we get down to the goal line, all of us line get, 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 they get where they, I mean, you just ain't going to stop us. I mean, hey, I don't care. I don't care who you are. You got a, you got a 230 pound running back. Trying to get, trying to fill the gap, and, and when they don't, and they know, and they know that back number on their back, don't get caved in if they don't. <laughs> and they got me running it. They ain't they trying they, they trying not to get they trying not to get me to knock they back out. But hey, and then I, when I go behind them, I'm coming up in there full speed. I'm trying to knock everything down up there now. You know, if it's a little gap in there, I run in the gap now. I ain't trying to hurt my my my, uh, my teammate, 
But every once in a while, there's always somewhere to get in there, some kind of way to get in there. Right. Yeah. 18 touchdowns. My God. And and for the first time, you have a, a back. He's he's not a fullback. It's not another running back who looks like you. It's Kelvin Bryant is like a great compliment for you. He's picking up like three or four hundred yards rushing, but also like four or five hundred and you know receiving. So you guys are like uh, you know, Mr. Inside, Mr. Outside type thing. Oh man, I tell you what, Kevin Bryant was a heck of a running back. And he did, he did what I like. He did that dip too. He used to do that dip. And I man, that was my friend. When I didn't have none, he had some. When I he didn't have none, I had some. So we would swap dip and stuff. Yeah. Only thing he didn't like about me, I took a big dip when I took a dip. You know, I went down off in that cup and I went down that deep and squeezed me some out and put it in the dip like that. He said, "Golly, George, when you get a dip, you try to get it all." <laughs> I would be laughing at him. I say, "Hey, I don't say nothing when you get mine. I don't ask you how much you getting. Don't hey, don't, don't thought that. Don't 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 don't, don't be like that." <laughs> when we get off the plane, I I go buy you some more. <laughs> cool. Yeah, well, it was so, cool. We and were. Th- so that 86 season, that's your second to last year. It's the first time you guys are in the playoffs. You make it to the NFC Championship game. You lose to the Giants 17-0. It's kind of a windy, crappy day up in New York. What was it like? You know, fi- you're, you're finally in the playoffs and you guys come so close. What was it like in that game? Man, I that's, that's the worst time of coming back. I I I just knew, I just knew my my last year, I knew we were going to go to the Super Bowl because when we got in the playoffs, we had said that when we get in the playoffs, we're going to go to the Super Bowl. And that's what happened at the end yeah. of the day. Yeah, and you guys, and so that's another strike year. And I'm, I'm curious about this. So it's a strike year, but they have replacement players come in for three games. And the Redskins, well, at least management and Joe Gibbs plays it brilliantly. They bring in a good replacement, oh. and you guys, they go 3-0 and for you. Tell me about that. Oh, man, we we were jumping up in joy because we now we got a chance to go to the Super Bowl again after last year losing. And uh, we was excited. We were excited. Some, some of the guys that was on that team stayed on that team. Right. You know, they kept, they kept some of the players. Yeah, they kept some of the players. But I knew, I knew or I thought, you know, I knew, that I'm certainly going to be one of the players that's going to be able to play. You know, I, 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 ain't, I ain't going no, I ain't going nowhere. I'm still a Redskin, so I was, I was happy that we was, you know, had to, had to, um, the lead in the conference and, and just keep winning, and we'll be able to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and and you know, you and Bryant, you know, kind of team up again, um, and Jay Schrader who's now been the quarterback for two years since Theismann broke his leg. He's putting up pretty yeah. decent. He's eight and two. Doug Williams gets a couple of chances, doesn't win his starts, but puts up pretty good numbers. And so was it just a hunch that Gibbs goes with Williams going into the playoffs? Who oh, it was. I mean, you know, he, he says this, this Doug's to lose. Okay. It's jobs to lose. And of course, you know, Doug went on and go, go to the Super Bowl and, Got hurt and then figured out what uh, something at the at, before he got when he got hurt he went back in the game and just played played brilliant. I mean, threw a couple of touchdown passes and we were back on top. 
<laughs> yeah, it was a bit. And it's funny because the year before, 86, I mean, obviously Doug was a you know great player coming out of Grambling, had some really good years with oh, Tampa right. Bay. Had some had some good years there. Took some you know took some bad teams to the playoffs, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Then did the whole USFL thing, and then he was kind of gone. And then in '86, I mean, it's amazing. He was on the Redskins, but he played. He had one pass attempt in one game. I mean, like you, you didn't hear from him. I think everybody just kind of <laughs> he was done. And then yeah, that '87 postseason was just unbelievable. You know the way he came oh, yeah. in. Yeah, he came in that throwing the bomb. Yeah. And uh, who was Art Monk and uh, Gary Clark was catching it too, boy. They were catching them bombs, but at the end of the day, you what? You, you can't, you can't, you can't say nothing. We won. We 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 beat them all. Got there. And and it was funny because in the in the playoffs, you guys beat Chicago and then Minnesota. And Daryl Green, I'd love to get your your comments on him. I mean, he has the huge punt return to help beat Chicago. And then he has the huge defensive play against Minnesota at the end of the game to knock the ball out of Darren Nelson's hands. Tell me about Daryl Green. Daryl Green was the fastest man I ever seen. No matter where he was, he could have been on the track running fast. He could have been on the football field. Nobody's going to catch him. Nobody. I don't care who you are. Daryl Green was the fastest man in football. I guarantee you that. Yeah. Great, yeah. great guy. Great guy. Didn't, didn't brag about nothing. Just, just always competitive. Always, always, no matter who you were. And then, I, you know what? I'll be running full speed. He'd be jogging. And I'm thinking I'm running past him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. He jogging. I'm looking at him like, really? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. And then oh, – and so then your your last game. So so by now you're starting to. I mean the wear and tear, the injuries are starting to weigh on you. Like you're the starter through the year. You're right. Timmy Smith came in and and he did his thing. I mean you know, it one a one game believer. <laughs> no, he's a great. He's a good running back. Oh, they had him. They had him in practice. He was going against the first team of our defense. He was running on them, and then they was hitting him. I was getting mad at them. I was like. Well, coach, put me in. I'll run, I'll run on them. I'll run on them myself. Everybody's mad because you don't want to hit. You don't want your running back getting hit. I don't. I don't, you know, even though he is practicing, but they they, they was getting them ready to, to, for the game was what they were doing. But he got, but, you know, Timmy Smith turned out to be a, a good football player at that particular time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he, has, he has a big Super Bowl. Obviously, that Super Bowl will be remembered. I mean, Doug Williams probably had the one of the best quarters a quarterback has ever had, right? That second quarter where he throws four touchdowns. Yeah. And and, and he got a most valuable player because of that right there itself. Now, now, now Timmy Smith did do real good. He ran, he, you know, he ran, he ran. I mean, he, I mean, he, he was tired too. He, he was blowing wind. And that's how I've been blowing. I was blowing wind like that all year. And he had it one time. I'm like, what? the world really <laughs> <laughs> well and and i have to ask at the end of the game so i was watching clips of it and it's amazing i, I don't i don't think i've ever seen something like this before obviously the game is over right you, you know you're winning 42 to 10 but the game is still going on it's it's you know it's the end of the game and williams is on the field and all of a sudden the public address announcer announces the mvp for today's game is doug williams 
And it was kind of cool. Like you're on the field and a couple other guys, you're like in the huddle. And all of a sudden everybody starts like, you know, patting him on the back and high fiving him and stuff. It was just a surreal moment. Do you remember that? It was kind of weird that they announced the MVP before the game is over. I was mad because I, I, I didn't get to play in the damn game. That's what I was mad about. I, yeah. I wanted to play as much as Timmy Smith did, but I did, I, you know, for some reason, you know, they saw something different or, and it worked out. We, we won the game. I'm going to get a Super Bowl ring. I ain't got to necessarily go back to the Redskins, and I didn't, <laughs> but I wanted a Super Bowl ring, and I got it. I got my Super Bowl ring. Yeah. And did you, and, and you were the leading rusher on the team that year. I certainly was. Yes, I was. And uh, did you know at that point, all right, this has been fun, but I'm done. Like, I'm just too beat up. I I knew, I knew, you know, I've been running the ball ever since I got in the league. And I've been in the league for seven years. The the writing was on the wall. Mm -hmm. I couldn't run as fast as I used to be. And I was getting hurt more often than than I should. So I said, you know, I, I, I got I got some money. Yeah, just, just go ahead and sit down. I got I got some some little investments. I had some apartments that I bought. Get get out of it while you while you can walk. And I did. I got out of it. Yeah, um, that's amazing. And you, <laughs> it's kind of interesting when you you, know, you do some research. So, to my knowledge, there are only eight guys who have won a Heisman Trophy and have a Super Bowl ring, and, and you're one of them. Um, it's wow. a pretty short list. Uh, yeah, uh, i like to know who the other six, seven is. <laughs> uh, well, I, got, I got you, Charles Woodson, Desmond Howard. Oh, Desmond Howard, okay. Yep, Marcus Allen, Dorsett. Marcus, yeah. Dorsett Plunkett. Uh, you, you, you named you you name about six of them right there. And Mike Garrett, uh, USC and the Chiefs. Yeah, and then there was who, who Mike Garrett was playing for? Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs. Oh wow! When they beat the Vikings back in the sixties. Oh well, then I I I, I before I our time. I'll say I wasn't watching. I wasn't yeah. watching football sixties. I think I was growing up. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, Start watching footballs in like the seventies, you know. Yeah. When I start playing, that's when I start playing. Anyway. Yeah. And, and then a couple other guys like Horning. Horning was on a Super Bowl team, but didn't play in the game, and he obviously won a bunch Paul of NFL championships. I know, I know Paul. I know Paul Horning. I, I know. I don't know where that name come from. Them guys right there was brave. They didn't have. They didn't even have face masks. Right yeah, when he then. was at Notre Dame, no face mask. <laughs> right. Like, I don't know if I would have played if they didn't have no face mask. I don't think I could have played. I don't know yeah. if I would have played with my face all out like that right there. Man, no, no, no. Imagine I don't want no single Terry without a face mask. No, man, I wouldn't play with face mask. I mean, you just couldn't. I mean, why why would you have you could get your teeth knocked out, your nose broke? Uh, I mean, just think all the things that can happen. Oh yeah. 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 At least with a face well, mask for all the injuries that football players take, the one thing that they don't is the face, right? <laughs> for the most part. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Because I got that damn big mask in front of them. And you better buckle that chin strap or you, or you will get that head knocked off for real. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and I'm, I'm curious. So, so, uh, 
after you retire, um, you you ultimately end up back down at South Carolina, who's had some pretty high profile coaches. Did you have much, you know, kind of interaction with Lou Holtz and Steve Spurrier? And if so, love to hear what it was. I'm still working at the university. Yeah. I'm still at the university right now. And I've had inner, inner, uh, with those coaches, you know, they wanted me around and I stayed around. I haven't left yet. Matter of fact, I'm the only one down there that's probably been down there longer than all the court, all the, all the coaches. I've been down there longer than all of them. <laughs> I still go around down there. You know, I got a, I got a, a boulevard down there at the stadium and a statue. I'm I'm down there more times than they are. <laughs> right. And you got a foundation there too, right? Oh yeah, I got a foundation that helps first generation students go to school. I was the first generation in my family to go. Right. And I want to make sure that I had some money to give people to go to school. They ain't got the money, but smart enough, got the grades, but ain't got the money. And we give out scholarships. Yeah. That's great. That's what I love that. And what was um what was uh what was Spurrier like and what was Holtz like? Oh both of them were hard asses, both of them. You know, Steve Spurrier was for real. Lou, Lou Holtz, oh Lou Holtz was hard too. Now he Lou Holtz was he, he he's he's a guy that you don't want to disappoint. Steve Spurrier, he he he's uh more of a no nonsense. Ain't no, ain't, ain't nothing, ain't nothing funny. Ain't nothing funny to him. He's all about business. Business for getting the, uh, knowing the, the the first down at, knowing what what yard you're on, and <laughs> all the strategies of, of of playing the football game. And uh, uh, Lou Host, you knew what he knew everything you're supposed to do. He didn't have, you didn't have to. You didn't have to give him nothing but them, them put them things on his head. And he told you what to run every plate. That's yeah. right. Luke run all the business. Uh, he, he said, give me a quarterback in there. Get somebody in there who can throw the damn football. <laughs> He's a funny guy. He was a funny guy, though, man. He 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 wasn't no bullshitter. He wasn't. Lou Holtz wasn't. Yeah. You don't play with you don't play with him. Yeah, he, he, hey, he ain't got no time for that bullshit. Right. He'll tell you, he'll tell you just like that too. All right, hey, it ain't no time to play. It's business. Mind your business. Get your business. Get your mind on your business. <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. Well, let, let me. Um, first of all, th- this has been awesome, and I, I really appreciate the time. Um, let me ask you a few last questions. I, I'm I'm always curious. Um, who was who was the you mentioned Earl Campbell, but who were like when you were growing up, high school, college, well, let's say high school and younger, who were some of the running backs you looked at and thought, man, I love watching that guy play? Napoleon Rogers. His name was Napoleon Rogers. He was uh, he was my high school running back. Boy, I used to I used to have sweat dreams about him running the football. Oh, I want to be like him. I'm gonna be like him. I'm gonna be. I'm going to be better than him. I'm going to do, I'm going to break all his records. And I told him I was going to do it too. And I did. I broke every last one up. I had 25 yard, 2,500 yards rushing in one year. And I had like maybe 23 or 24, five touchdowns. <laughs> I, mean, I broke, I broke all his records. I mean, every, anything he had his name on, 
my name is right in front of it. <laughs> <laughs> and I told him I was going to do it. <laughs> That's great. I love it. My high school coach, if it weren't for him, I don't think I would have done it. Because he's the one that made me get serious about playing football. He came over there, you know, we was, I, you know, like I used to, when I was, I think I was, I think I was sophomore and I was tiptoeing, you know, you know what they call tiptoeing when you're playing football, you know, back then in the day, when you're tiptoeing, I was just tiptoeing around everybody, like, like faking them out, going up there, faking them out. Boy, he messed around. I got hit one time. He came over there and picked me off the ground with my face mask. You know, my helmet and my face mask and hung me straight up like that right there. And I said, he said, if you don't start running that damn football, I don't know, put my foot. And he waited till I got in my stand and said, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I started crying. I started crying. I was running. Oh, man, I was, oh, I was on them then. I, I, I was running over anything that came my way. You better move. <laughs> and then after I done been crying all that time, guess what he does? What's that? That's how you run the football. And I learned a lesson. Okay, coach, that's what you want me to do. All right, all you had to do was tell me. <laughs> no, he, he, he made a man out of me that day. That's cool. That's fun. Um, he made a man out of me. And and you and and at South Carolina, I mean, obviously you win the Heisman in '80. There's some really good running backs have come through in the days since then. Deuce Staley, Harold Green, Marcus Lattimore. They give you pride to oh. know that you were uh, that they're following in your line. Well, you know what? I, I always thought I always thought that you know if you got a good running back, you better use it. And I didn't know if, I didn't know if I was a good running back until you know I, I started getting better and better. And was running touchdowns and, you know, always being humbled and telling, you know, my offensive line how good they are because without them, you can't do nothing. And they were, they were, they were good. You know, if you create the, the hole, I'm going to get to it some kind of way. And they were good enough to do that. I make yeah. them, uh, I was a to everything and I always let them know that they're the reason why we won the Highland Trophy. Not me. They. Yeah, I, I would. I've never. I've never lived down. I lived lived that down because they made me look good. Yeah, in in fact, I saw a, a great quote from you that I'll read right now that basically touches on what you just said. Um, it wasn't that I didn't have the talent, but the guys in front always make the guy in the back look good. That's my takeaway from football. I thought that was <laughs> yeah. a great. Line. And they were good, and I I, I, not, I owe them a whole lot. I could never pay him what they gave me. Never pay him. Never pay him. But hey, I always I, I see him every once in a while. I see him one or two of them every once in a while, and I say, hey, I'm, I'm I'm still I'm still I still owe you. I still owe you, and I do, because those are times that you know when they made me look good. They 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 got a lot of the injuries, and I did. I mean, they they made me look good. They really did. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, like you've said, it's a team game, man. Everybody's got a job to do, and they were doing their job. Right. And I do, I sure try to fulfill mine. Yeah. Well, clearly you did it pretty well. <laughs> um, 
Well, so George Rogers, thank you so much for coming on Chasing Hardware. Uh, it was just great hearing about your days in Duluth, Georgia, and and obviously the Heisman year at South Carolina and, and your whole career as a Gamecock. And then, you know, a fascinating career with both the Saints and the Redskins that, you know, culminate in uh, in winning a Super Bowl in your last game. Just a lot of fun talking to you. Great stories. Th- thank you so much for coming on. Oh, man, you've done a great job yourself, man. If anybody could talk to me for as long as you did, you did a great job. <laughs> you did a great <laughs> Uh, Thank you, man. Uh, Thanks, George. Take care. And thank you for listening to Chasing Hardware. I've been your host, Rich Lumello. The Michael Stanley Band brought us in, and the suburbs with Life is Like are going to take us out. Speak to you next time. What is